0: Been taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelites, Potiphar, an Egyptian, one of Pharaoh's officials, and the manager of his household, bought him from them. Amen? And then it says, as it turned out, God was with Joseph. Everybody say that. God was with Joseph. And if you weren't here last week, some good news, I'm going to recap. Amen? Amen. So uh, God was with Joseph and things went very well with him. He ended up living in the home of the Egyptian master. His master recognized that God was with him and saw that God was working good in everything that he did. Watch this. And he became very fond of Joseph and made him his personal aid. And then he put him in charge of all the personal affairs, turning everything over to him. From that moment on, God blessed the home of the Egyptian. All because of Joseph. Watch this. The blessing of God spread all over everything that he owned, at home and in the fields. And all Potiphar had to concern himself with was eating three meals a day. In other words, Potiphar was so blessed because Joseph was inside of his life, he didn't have to worry about nothing but eating. How many know he probably gained a little bit of weight? Amen? Well, watch this. Watch this. Look at a turn of events. And it says this, As it turned out, God was with Joseph and, the thing, and everything went well with him. He ended up living in the home of this Egyptian master. His master recognized that God was with him and saw that God was working good in everything that he did. And then it says that the blessing of god spread all over everything that he owned at home and in the fields so let's pray father i thank you god for your word i pray god that you will speak to your people i pray lord jesus god that there there might be some people that are going through some stuff and they don't even understand and i pray that this message will help them understand their trial their hardship that it's not always because you are angry with them, but it's also because the enemy is angry with them, and you are blessing them indeed. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So last week I talked about haters are going to hate. Amen. How many were there here for that message? Haters are going to hate. Cause how many know that even though you're a Christian and you know you're trying to live right, haters are going to hate. How many ever had a hater hate on hate on them? Come on now. Everybody in this room, I, I mean, I've been a pastor and a Christian for a while, over 20 years that I've had some haters, and some of them, unfortunately, were Christians. But how do you know it doesn't matter if you're Christian, it doesn't matter if they have been close friends, it doesn't matter about any of that, when God begins to bless your life, there's going to be people that come inside of your life that are going to cheer you on, right? We like those people, but then you're going to get some haters, right, that are going to start hating because the blessing of God inside of your life. And that's what happened to joseph the bible says that joseph was favored in fact his father loved him more than his other brothers he had nine brothers that were half brothers and what happened was is that joseph's dad gave him a coat of many colors now if you don't know the concept of that back in the day a coat of many colors meant position and meant authority and meant power and meant to the brothers that hey i'm going to be over you one day I'm going to be your manager. And how many know when God begins to bless you, you know, the people closest to you, they're either going to cheer you on or hate on you. Well, the total opposite happened with Joseph. His brother started hating on him. And that thing is worse, right? Your friends can hate on you, and you'll eventually understand that. But when your own family begins to become jealous of you, now that's a problem, isn't it? And that's what Joseph was going through. His own family was hating at him. and Watch this, his brothers eventually were so angry, they became, they became uh, to a place where they hated him, where they threw him in a pit. They took out his clothes, they dipped his jacket, his coat of many colors that his dad gave him, in blood, to make it look like an animal killed him. And his brothers left him inside of a pit. By himself. So last week I ended, like, some of you feel like you're in a bed. Some of you feel like it's all dark around you. Some of you feel like your friends and even your family has left you. They don't understand you. They judge you. They hate you for you have no clue why. And whenever you're inside of a pit, I can just picture Joseph, everything was confined. Every, he was by himself at night. Can you imagine how dark it is? And can I tell you something? Sometimes the worst moments in our lives when we're going through something is at night, isn't it? And you're all by yourself and everything is quiet. But then you can imagine, you could just imagine Joseph, right? He's there by himself and the only place that he can look up, the, the, the only place that he can look is up. When you're in a pit. And can I tell you something? That in the moment when people are hating on you, and God is about to position you to bless you, and you feel like everybody is against you, the only place sometimes, most of the time, we can look at up and call out to Jesus. Because he's the only one that can take us out of that pit. And somebody saying amen so this morning we're going to continue on that series on joseph life and today i'm going to be talking about how not only our haters are going to hate but sometimes people are going to be around you that are poisonous
1: and i don't know if you ever
0: heard that song but there's a song back in the 80s i believe that's called that girl is Poison." now if you kind of old or maybe you know some classics how many ever heard of that song that
1: girl is poison. <laughs>
0: Y'all, yeah, they're like, Go with that, right?" That girl is poison. In today's story, we're going to begin to see that in the midst of Joseph being in a pit, God got him out of there. But it was in a way that most of us will probably would be angry if we didn't understand God. In the story that I just read, you're going to begin to see that Joseph was sold. Because somebody, one of the brothers says, hey, you know what? Instead of leaving our brother inside of the pit, why don't we make some money? Right? Ain't no wrong with making money, right? But now, if you're selling your brother to make money, that's a problem. But one of his brothers begins to say, hey, you know what? Let's not leave him there because he's eventually going to die. Why don't we sell him? And that's exactly what happened. They sold their brother for money. And some of you be like, "Yo, that's bogus." If one of my brothers or sisters did that, I would be totally, totally angry at them. I would probably hate them. But you know what Joseph did? Nowhere in the scriptures does it say that Joseph hated their brother, his brothers, because of that. Can I tell you something that some of us we feel like we've just been sold to somebody? But one thing that we can see about Joseph is that he had enough value to be bought. And can I tell you, in the midst of every trial that you're going through, in the midst of your family hating on you, you still have value. The fact that somebody bought Joseph meant that he was valuable. There was things valuable about him. And can I tell you, when people are hating on you and being jealous of you and closing doors on you instead of opening them, my friend, it's only because you're valuable. Right, because not everybody can get money. Let's let's be real, right? You know some people that if you try to sell them, you ain't getting, you're getting you're not going to die. Come on now, let's be real. But Joseph was so valuable that somebody bought him. Now the other thing is this: is even though he was going through all this situation in the story that I just read, we begin to see that even though he was sold, even though he has haters, God was still with. Joseph God was still with Joseph now if you were in the situation that Joseph was in you probably would probably wouldn't even think that God was with will, was with you but we begin to see in the story of Joseph that it didn't detour him from worshiping God it didn't detour him from living a life of integrity. In fact, it might have even pushed him even closer to God. And even though he was going through all the stuff that he was going through, God was with him. Can somebody say amen? And it goes even further than that, right? Because not only do we know that God is with him, everybody and their mama knew that God was with him. The Bible says that Potiphar saw the hand of God upon Joseph. And can I tell you something? God's hand is upon your life. And sometimes we forget that, right? But when we begin to hear other stories and how other people's lives turned out, have you ever been there where you think your life sucks and you hear somebody else's story and their, their life sucks like 10 times? Right? And then all of a sudden God begins to remind you, hey, my hand is upon your life. My hand is upon your life. And not only that, but watch this. Things went very well for Joseph. Hey, this one thing that God is with him, but everything Joseph touched was successful. It prospered. Now I don't know about you, but I need God's hand upon my life. I need everything that I touched. For God to bless it. Every time I touch my children, I need God to bless my children. Every time I go and settle work, I need God to bless the works of my hand. And my friend, if you are with God and God's hand is upon your life, He blesses everything. He makes everything successful. But it doesn't stop there and the only reason why I'm going step by step into this story is so that you could see that God doesn't just stop at just saving you from the pit. He doesn't just stop and take you out of the pit. But He continues to bless you from glory to glory. Can I tell you something? God is not trying to take anything from you. He's trying to get something to you. And we see this in the, in the story of Joseph. It says, Joseph was so blessed that not only everyone around him saw it, but everyone around him were blessed. Because of Joseph. The Bible literally says this, that everything in Potiphar's house was blessed because Joseph was in that house. Some of you, the reason why your business prospered is because the hand of God is upon your life. The reason why certain things didn't happen inside of your family and you see them happen inside of your family is because you are still trying to live for God. And His hand is upon your life. But can I tell you something even further than that? It might not even be you, it might be that brother that's praying for you. And that's why things don't happen. Because God is honoring the prayers of your brother. Of your mother, of your grandmother, of your pastor, of somebody inside of your life. And you think you're so slick sometimes, right? We think, man, we figured this out. No, my friend, it was God protecting you. Sometimes we think we're so intelligent. No, my friend, it was God giving you the wisdom at that moment inside of life. Can somebody say amen? But you know, in the midst of all this, you know, everything was going right for Joseph. And then a woman came inside of his life. And it's like that, you know, that, that Tic Tac. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> right? What did I say? Oh, I'm sorry, it's tick tock. not Tic Tac. <laughs> is for <what> your worth. <laughs> Tic Tac. But watch this. Potiphar's wife became infatuated with Joseph. Now, the Bible says that this man was built and he was good looking now picture anybody ladies that was built and good looking that was joseph (laughs) that was a man of god watch this the bible says this that potiphar's wife began to notice joseph and the first thing that she says is this watch this genesis chapter 39 verse 6 it says joseph was a strikingly handsome man and time went on and his master's wife became infatuated with Joseph. And one day she said, sleep with you. She was a housewife for real. A desperate housewife for real. You know, can you imagine? This is a powerful woman. This is like the mayor, the mayor's wife, coming up to one of you guys saying, hey, sleep with me. Some of you be like, well, I would have went all in. That's why you ain't got the blessing of Joseph. Some of you women, if it would have been a man, some of you would have been like, yo, I mean, he's powerful, he got money, let's grow. But sometimes the reason why God doesn't bless is because we're so fast to fall into that kind of temptation. But watch this. The Bible says this is that Joseph didn't fall for that. This is number one. This is one thing that you have to learn about Joseph and about you. Is that when you begin to live right for God, you are going to be targeted for immorality. All of a sudden, the girl or the guy that was not interested in you before you became faithful to Christ, all of a sudden they want to hang out. All of a sudden they want to say, sleep with me. And some of you think it's God, your you're good looks. It's not. It's God's hand upon your life. The Bible says this, 1 Peter chapter 5, it says, Be sober minded and be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Can I tell you that the minute you begin to serve God and the minute you make a decision to say, Hey, I'm going to go all in for Jesus, the devil is going to come like a lion prowling to devour you. And if we don't know that, we think Potiphar's, Potiphar's wife is a blessing. If we don't know that, we begin to think that it's an answer to prayer. But it's not. Anything that is contrary to the Word of God is never a blessing. It's never a blessing. And somebody say amen. amen. One thing that we see here, in Genesis chapter 39, verse 8, it says this. He says, she says, sleep with me. And watch this. In verse 8, it says this. And he wouldn't do it. Now, if you were in the street, you would think he's a punk, right? You would think he's soft. But in the kingdom, that's very powerful. In the kingdom, that's how you begin to get the blessings and the hand of God upon your life. When you see a married woman or a married man trying to sleep with you, and you are a single person, and you say, no, I'm not going to do that because I am not going to do that to God. That's when the blessings of God come inside of your life. But the same is true when things are start, start going well with your life and God begins to bless your life and stuff like that, God will, the devil will always send somebody to detour you. I'll say that again. Anytime things are going well with you, with your relationship with God, the devil will always send a person, a person to detour you. It might not be sex for you, though. It might not be sex for you. It might be alcohol for you. It might be drugs for you. It might be a nightlife, going to the clubs and stuff like that. That might not be, it might not be sex for you. But anytime God is trying to set you up to bless you, the devil will always send a person. And sometimes this person ain't ugly. Sometimes this person is beautiful, got money, and got authority. Just like Potter's Potiphar's wife. But can you see in the story how everything was going well with Joseph, and all of a sudden, the enemy tries to stop the momentum is out of your life. Everybody say momentum. You have to know, man, when you start living right for God, you're going to be a target. Yes, the blessings of God are going to be upon your life, but you are going to be a target. But I don't know about you. I was raised when somebody is targeting me not to be afraid to walk right up to them.
1: Right? There's
0: people that are like, hey, this dude don't like me, this girl don't like me, I'm going to turn the other corner and I'm going to avoid them. No, my friend, when it comes down to the things of God, you got to go right after the devil and say, listen, you can throw any woman you want my way, you can throw any man you want my way, you can throw any kind of money, any kind of position, nothing is going to detour me from living for God. Right. Come on. The Bible says he wouldn't do it He said this to the woman. He says, listen, look with me here. My master doesn't give a second thought about anything that goes on here. He puts me in charge of everything he owns. He treats me as an equal. The only thing that he hasn't gave me is you, because you're his wife. Makes sense. He says, how can I violate this trust and sin? Watch this. He doesn't say it. It's for. Look what it says. How can I violate his trust and sin? And sin against who? God! It wasn't about Potiphar. It wasn't about his position. It wasn't about the money. It was about his relationship with God. And my friend, when things begin to be centered around everything, when everything begins to be centered about God and not a person, everything begins to align inside of your life. Amen? I'm trusting because you're quiet and you're listening. watch this, the next thing that you have to find out, not only are you gonna be targeted, when you start living right before God and God's hand is upon your life, you have to guard your heart. Everybody say, guard your heart. What does that mean? That means you have to make up your mind that if this situation comes inside of my life, I'm not gonna take the bait. I'm not gonna take the bait. We see this in the life of Joseph. Joseph, began to see Potiphar's wife lusting and being attracted to him, and it didn't matter to him. He already made up his mind that he says, I'm going to live for God. I am not going to allow her to detour me. And the Bible even says in verse 10 that he even stopped talking to her. I used to, I, I tell this to people all the time. Hey, when you tell somebody nice, yo, I'm not interested, and they keep on coming, I'd be like, yo, you got to be rude about it. Sometimes you got to be, how many ever had to be kind of rude about it? Be are like, yo, I'm not interested at all. Not even a little bit. Get away from me. Stop texting me. If you don't, I'm going to block you. If you're in the store, I'm going to avoid you. If you're in aisle two, I'm going to go to aisle ten. Get your freaking head. That's exactly what Joseph did. Not only did he say, you know, I'm good, I'm a man of God. Eventually, because she kept on coming. And how many know when the devil's trying to detour you, he just keeps on coming. He might not bring one handsome dude, he might bring ten. He might not bring one fine woman. he might bring ten. And he just keeps on coming and coming and coming. And eventually what Joseph did was like, Shh, I ain't talking to you no more. I'm not taking your text no more. I'm not trying to be mean, I'm just trying to be holy. I'm not trying to be mean i'm just trying to be right with god because it is god that opens doors for me when everybody closes it's god that is there for me when everybody leaves me and i'm not going to be detoured by you sometimes you got to catch an attitude right you got to catch an attitude what well, people that are trying to detour you But most of all, because the Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And if you don't know what that is, basically, we fight against demons and devils. And sometimes we got to catch an attitude with the devil and demons and tell him, listen, you ain't going to detour me. You're throwing all this my way. You're trying to discourage me. But I am moving forward with God. I'm moving forward with God. Is it going to get difficult? Absolutely. But God has given us weapons. God has given us weapons to fight the enemy and stay the course for God. So to guard your heart, you got to make up your mind. Yo, if this happens, I already know what I'm going to do. Yeah. When somebody tells me, hey, yo, I got a party going on and it's conflicting with you coming to the house of God, you should already know what to do i be there late because i got to worship Jesus at 11 o'clock in the morning. Right? When things begin to detour you for you group in the middle of the week, and we made it easy, it's on your phone. People. It's on your phone. When something begins to detour you from that, why? Because you're, re- you're receiving the word of God. You're receiving instructions from heaven. My friend, you begin to adjust your schedule for god why because you're guarding your heart you're guarding your relationship with god but you know what it doesn't stop there when we begin to do it that's what we begin to guard our children from the enemy's attacks right how many of us have kids i have kids i got two kids right i got four because i got two spirituals but when you begin to live right before god when god's hand is upon you there's a better chance for God's hand to be upon your children. But my friend, when we are playing the field and we're testing God, we're not living right. Now, no, I'm not saying perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But there is a such thing as being faithful. You but you could be faithful and fall short. Nobody's calling you to be perfect. God is not even calling you to be perfect. He's calling us to be faithful. When we begin to do that, it trickles down on our children. And I don't know know about you, but I want my kids to be blessed. I don't know about you, I want God's hand to be upon my daughter and my son. I don't know about you, but I want God to open doors, not only for me, but for my family. And that all starts with guarding your heart. Last one, as they put out some worship music, is... When you are being tempted by a person, whatever it is, not even if it's sex, but you know that temptation, for most of us, is sex and relationship. You have to do this. Maximize the consequences. Minimize the benefits. Repeat that after me. Maximize the consequences. Come on, say it loud. Maximize the consequences. Minimize the benefits.
1: Minimize the benefits.
0: Because you know, when the enemy comes, he comes right. Sometimes. We talking about you're talking about Potiphar's wife, a very powerful woman. A very powerful woman. Like I mentioned before, she had money. She had authority. Let me let me paint the picture for you. Let me paint the picture for you. Like she didn't roll up in a Honda Civic. She rolled up. You know what I'm saying? In a Mercedes Benz, she she wasn't wearing no no Walmart shoes. You talking about some Yeezys up in here? You know what I'm saying? She looked good. She didn't she didn't live in an apartment. She owned a mansion. Like she wasn't like a nobody walking down the street. When she walked down the street, everybody knew her. My friend, if a woman came at you or a guy came at you with the same status, you'd be like, yo. God bless you. She might be married, he might be married, but you know what? They're not getting along. Right? That's not how God works. So many times we think it's a blessing and it's not a blessing. Because do you know that the devil blesses too? I mentioned this last week. The devil will bless you so much, he'll bless you with money, sex, status, to keep you away from God. Because what begins to happen is you begin to think, yo, I got all this power and all this money without God. Why do I need God? Because my friend, that is all temporary. It's all temporary. Eventually, what the devil gives, he can take back. Can the devil give you power? Absolutely, he can give you power. Can he give you money? Absolutely, he can give you money. God can too. And when God does it, not only will He bless you, but He'll bless your children and your children's children and their children's children when we do it God's way. Did somebody say amen? amen?
1: Amen.
0: So we have to maximize the consequences and minimize the benefits. I don't know about you, but I need God's hand upon my life. How many need God's hand upon their life? Amen. There's one thing there was a story that um maybe you could call the, the worship leader to put the music on the iPad. There's a story I was as I was putting this message together, a story came to mind about a farmer and a donkey. Right? This farmer had a bunch of donkeys, and for whatever reason, the, the farmer was digging a big old ditch. Uh, many believe that he was trying to build a house. Um anyways the donkey was roaming around like he normally does and for one day the farmer began to look for the donkey and he began to notice that he couldn't find him and then he started walking towards where there's a big old ditch and the donkey was just sitting there and uh and what began to happen was he began to think well how 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 are we going to get this donkey out because this donkey is heavy right donkeys don't, don't play they're heavy you can't one person can't take them out so they try to get rope, try to take them out. They try to do all they could to get this donkey out, and then, and, and and finally they begin to say, "You know what? We're going to have to uh, fill this hole up." And unfortunately, the donkey is going to have to be there. We're going to have to cut our losses. So what began to happen is they began to throw the dirt inside of the hole. You can play the music on the iPad. They began to throw the the dirt. Inside of the hole, and it will land on the donkey. And when the dirt landed on the donkey, the donkey will shake it off, and then he will step on top of the dirt. So they just kept on doing that. They kept on throwing dirt on top of the donkey, and the donkey will shake it off, and then the donkey will step on the dirt. Eventually, uh, without they began to realize that the donkey kept on getting higher and higher and higher, to the point that the whole key was to throw the dirt on top of the donkey let him check it off and step on it and eventually the donkey came out he dug his way out of his own home not really they threw dirt out of him and he came out and some of you you're in that situation right now you feel like people are throwing dirt inside of your life people are talking about you you feel like nothing is going right inside of your life But when God's hand is upon your life, you're able to shake it off and use the hate to step on it and rise to another level inside of your life. Some of you, you don't feel like a breakthrough is coming and dirt is coming upon your life. But my friend, as you keep on coming to God, He's going to shake it off in your life. And you're going to use those experiences and you're going to use that hate and you're going to use that temptation and you're going to use everything that the enemy threw at you to not only shake it off, but you're going to take it to another level. Somebody say amen. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. And he wants to help you shake it off. Some of you are holding on to unforgiveness and you're holding on to depression and anxiety and worry. But God wants to shake it off of your life. And he doesn't only want to shake it off of your life. He wants you to go to another level. Can somebody say amen? We see in the life of Joseph, Joseph was betrayed by his family and God was with him. Joseph ended up in a pit, and God was with him. Joseph was sold, and God was with him. Potiphar's wife lied about him and said, he tried to sleep with me. He tried to sleep with me, and it was a lie. And watch this, he ended up in jail because of it. But the Bible says this, that even in jail, God was with Joseph. And what began to happen is this. When Joseph was inside of jail, God favored him in jail. I promise you, no matter what season you are, you might be in a good season, you might be in a bad season. Through every season inside of your life, God is with you. People have probably disappointed you They have let you down, but in the midst of all that, God sees your heart. Because God is with you. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let nobody lie to you. God is with you. You're in a prison. You're in a pit. You're in jail. The circumstances feel. Like it's going against you, my friend. God is with you. Let's all stand this morning. God is with you. You might feel like a failure. You're not a failure. God is with you. You may feel like you dropped the ball too many times. You'll get it. God is going to begin to train you and he's going to begin to anoint you. Why? Because God is with you. Some of you are going through a season inside of your life that you might be sick. And I went through that season, and even when I couldn't walk and I had to learn how to walk again, in the midst of the hardest uh, situation in my life, God was with me. And the same God that was with Joseph and with me you. Come on, lift up your hands and just begin to talk to him. And just begin to tell him, thank you, Jesus. Now I know why. Now I know why I'm going through this situation. Because the devil's trying to detour me. And because your hand is upon my life. Now I know why I wasn't in that corner with my friends when that thing happened. Why? Because your hand was upon
1: Hands and just begin to worship the Lord. Oh, just lift up your hands and worship the Lord. Just thank Him, thank Him because He's there for you, whatever you need. Feel the room. feel the room. holy spirit. Help me, Lord. Right help me Lord, help me Lord, help me Lord, Jesus, help me Lord, Lord. help We're me Lord, right oh yeah, Jesus, fill the room of my home, fill the room of my child.
0: God upon your life. Thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. We all said, Amen. Amen. Just a few announcements before I dismiss. You can be seated. Uh, we're going to be meeting here again.